Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Work Week. Brooks Brewer, it is time for the Brewers Briefing. We're going to brief you what's happening in the world of news. A couple of things are going on out there, and you can get involved, would you? Hello, hello, everybody. Jump on in here on the phone lines or the Wendy Chevy text line. The number 918-756-3646. Again, 918-756-3646. Text or call the number does it all. How the heck are you today? I wish we had the whole week off, really. I mean, I, I could have so slept in today. I... <laughs> But no, 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 here I am, and, and here you are. Thanks for joining us. You guys are awesome like that. How was your Christmas? I hope it was fantastic. Mine was, thanks. Just good. Just the stuff, you know. It's all good, the family, the food, the times, the everything. It was great. It was great. I hope yours was good. And Well, here we are. Got to get back at it, and, and, and we're doing that. So we do podcast this program. It's called Brewer's Briefing. It's in the podcast places. You know where they are. Uh, go find them. Tell them uh, to your friends and your family about it and all that. And what else? Um, let's check the weather forecast. See what it's doing outside. I haven't even looked yet, but it's probably cold. Let's see. 32 degrees and overcast in green country. Looking for cloudy skies today. High 50. South winds 15 to 25. 30 overnight tomorrow. 42 in sunshine. North breezes tomorrow. 25 for Wednesday night. That's cold. 43 on Thursday. Going to be cold most of the week. 48 overnight. Friday, 48. Then 25. 54 on Saturday. And then 28 overnight. 53 Sunday. And then we have New Year's Day next Monday. How it always works out. 45 degrees sunshine and north breezes. So cold this week. Pretty cold. Pretty cold. What are we going to do New Year's Eve? Anybody got any gigantic fun plans? Uh, not going to New York. <laughs> not dinner. Have no desire to do that. Um, and I was talking to the wife last night. What are we going to do? I said, I'll probably what we always do. <laughs> we'll stay up late, you know, till about 930, then go to bed. We're old. That's what we do. But anyway, um, so maybe, maybe we'll watch a movie. That's what we did last night. The first, we hadn't watched a movie in a while. We watched. The Flowers of the Killer Moon. You've heard of this, of course, filmed in Oklahoma, in Osage country. And I will say a couple of things about the movie. The uh, the movie is slow. It's it's now we tried to read the book. We we were on a trip somewhere. We listened to the audio book, and we just couldn't get very far into it. It was slow, and it was we just didn't like it. So we watched the movie last night. We, we, we made, we made it through the whole thing. It's a long movie. Number two is long, it's slow and it's long and, uh, it's slow and long, you know, I tell you that about the only thing I, and, I, and it's another thing too. I don't like the two main actors in the movie personally. What's his name and what's his name? Leo DiCrapio. And uh, well, who's the other guy? The old man. God, I can't even think of his name. I'm, I'm really terrible with names nowadays. Worse than I used to be. Um, you know what I'm talking about? You probably, you may have seen the movie. I don't know. I tell you what I did like about it. I, I liked understanding what happened. Like I got it, you know, it's based on a true story. The Osage and the, the oil and the white man and the money and all the stuff and the craziness that went on up there. It was just unbelievable. De Niro. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> Robert De Niro. 
Thank you. See, that's why you guys are better than ChatGPT. I'm telling you what, I just wish you hadn't you here all the time. Can you guys uh, form an app that I can download on my phone so that when I need in answers, I can just, I can just tap into, here's my, uh, my Brewers Briefing People app. Because you guys know stuff. I mean, I, I, any question I can ask, you know what it is. Yeah, I don't like Robert De Niro and, and DiCrampio at all, really. Uh, I mean, they're great actors. But anyway, did you see the movie? Did you, did you like it? Did anybody? I don't know. We didn't. We didn't love it. But I, I did like the history part. Okay, we got a we got some stuff coming in here on the on the old uh, Wendy Chevy text line. And by the way, a bunch of Merry Christmases came in uh, over the weekend, and I tried to address them all. Uh, thank you so much for the Merry Christmas wishes, of course, for me and for Tricia and Tricia on Tradio, Tricia Tradio lady. So thank you for that. You guys are awesome. And then this morning, here's Faye Roy. Hey, morning, buddy. Morning, Faye Roy. Here's Tony. Morning, Brewer, she says. Hi. And then there's Vicky. Hi, Vicky. And I'm sure mom's in there, even though she doesn't always text in. She's always there. The wife is over in there listening. Hi. Hi, bye. Uh, so Vicky says she read the book when it came out. And what did you think about it? Anyway, I don't know. It's just slow and long. It's slow. It's terrible. It's tragic. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a heavy movie. It's a heavy story, of course. And, uh, anyway, so, so there's that, uh, what else we got? So, so, so that was that, that was my, that was my, my weekend and, and nobody cares. All right. All right. Let's see what's happening in the news. I guess let's jump into it and see what do we got going on out there? We got anything happening? We got some stuff. We got, we got this stuff here. So we got, we got Bill Barr, Bill Barr, you know who Bill Barr is? Was he, uh, who was he? Was he secretary of state for Trump? I think he was, he was attorney general, former attorney general. That's what it was. Uh, and he, I used to like Bill Barr back in the day in the early days of Trump. I thought he was a good guy. Now him and Trump got into it. Somewhere along the way, he hates Trump. He loathes Trump. He can't stand Trump. He's always dogging Trump. But there is a story here from the Epoch Times about Bill Barr coming out and saying that the Supreme Court of the land needs to smack down the Colorado Trump ruling, which I thought was kind of interesting. And this is what most people are saying uh, that, that know anything, you know, about anything. Mother is here, and she did enjoy the book. I know you did, Mom. You even liked it better than the, the the where the crawdads sing, which is completely insane. If y'all haven't read the book where the crawdads sing, you need to read that book. Phenomenal. Anyway, former Attorney General Bill Barr said the U.S. Supreme Court should strike down a ruling issued by the Colorado Supreme Court. Uh, just this is from the Epoch Times. I've told you that already saying it's ridiculous and all the people that are smart that are in the know, like the Alan Dershowitz of the world. I mean, these guys are like, this is a joke. The Colorado Supreme court guys, the ruling was a joke. It's wrong on its face. It has no chance. And so they're, 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 they're all saying all this stuff. However, some of the Democrats think it's a great idea. <laughs> they and even some of the Republicans, which is so dumb. Some of those establishment types, the anti-Trumper, anti-MAGA people, they think it's okay. 
You know, the hell with democracy and the rule of law and, and the Constitution, just whatever our side does to win. What, what is wrong with America today? Where that's the only thing that matters. It's just your side winning. It's forget all the rules and all the, you know, the Constitution. Just, just, we'll cheat. We'll do whatever we have to do just to win. You can't have a country like that, the last. You just can't, people. Who cheats the best? I mean, that's what it's, gonna, that's what it's boiling down to now. Who's going to cheat the best? We already know the answer to that question. It ain't us. Anyway, get me all riled up. Look at you people do. So I was glad to see he came in and said they, they should try it down. Because it, it is. It's, 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 <laughs> it's stupid. Absolutely. Shit. So anyway, that's in the news. That's from this was so we we talked about did we talk about this last week? I don't I can't remember. Last week was a long time ago. There's there's been many mimosas since then and other things. And uh, so we'll we'll talk about it again because you might have missed it anyway. Even if even if we did talk about it. And so here is Catherine Herridge, who is a senior CBS reporter journalist, talking about. The uh, the next year, the coming the coming year, twenty twenty four, and I'll just play for you if this if the computers are all going to work. You never know what she's predicting in twenty twenty four. Play. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that twenty twenty four may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact. That's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons uh, concerns that I have that factor into that not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. A black swan event. That's Catherine Harris. Now, she's no novice to the scene. She's been around forever. A senior official at, at, uh, at CBS. I don't know too much about this guy, but I do have respect for her. The stuff I've seen for her, I feel like she's pretty, she's pretty okay. Anyway, in case you wonder what the hell is a black swan event, a black swan, they didn't, they didn't used to believe black swans existed. There was a, a theory they didn't exist until they found them down in Australia back in the day. No, I didn't say Siri. She's all excited now. My phone's going crazy. What do you want? What do you want? Nothing. They didn't think they existed. They found them down in Australia in the 1600s. And so now it, 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 it's, uh, it's re it's referring to a, a rare event, something rare and ominous. And that's what she's, she's saying just with the heightened threat, the threats, the polarization, the divide of America, the wars. But aren't you glad the adults are now back in the room, the, the Biden administration, all they got this under control. That's what we were told. You know, remember, Grandpa was going to reunite the country. Remember that? You remember back in the campaign? I know. I can't remember yesterday, but I can remember back in the campaign. Grandpa, what's his name? Biden, oatmeal for brains, was going to bring us all together. Just... Hey, come on now. Let's get together. Let's all come back together as a family. America, I got you. 
I got your back. What's coming? Come on. The adults coming back in the room. We'll get rid of Trump and the craziness and the drama. <laughs> and now we have, what do we have? We have Palestinian thugs climbing Christmas trees to hang Palestinian flags all over the United States. Uh, we've got them standing outside Lloyd Austin's uh, home on Christmas Day. We have them swatting conservatives on Christmas Day. Have you seen all that? Yes, there's all these all these fake swatting calls where they get the the FBI SWAT teams out. I guess that's FBI, and they're swatting conservatives. Marjorie Taylor Greene's house got swatted on Christmas Day. Jack Prasovic's house and his parents. He's a conservative talk show guy, and what they do is they call the FBI. Whoever they call to get a SWAT team out. And they, they make a false deal. Like I'm, I'm this person and I'm going to kill my family and, and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden the SWAT teams show up and they go beating on the doors and you know, all the guns are raised and they come storming in the house and scared the hell out of, I mean, on Christmas day. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane what's happening and it's sad and it's happening to a bunch of conservatives they are all getting swatted. And I mean, like Marjorie Taylor green has been swatted like eight, nine times, 10 times. She said the police are so familiar with it. Now they, they know this is just a deal. And supposedly the FBI says they can't go after who is doing the swatting. Who's making the phone calls There's some law against it. They say it's the same FBI. I read a story this morning. I couldn't believe it. Almost when I read it. The same FBI that tracked a man down from Arkansas who was at the J6 uh, rally in protest, they tracked him down with a picture of his ear. Yet they can't find out who is swatting all these conservatives. They can't find out who put the pipe bombs at the DNC and the RNC on Jan 6. They can't find out who leaked the Roe versus Wade documents in the Supreme Court deal, but they can pick a man out from Arkansas from his ear, a picture of his ear. <laughs> yes, that's the FBI. Anyway, Black Swan, that's a little ominous for uh, next year. And God only knows, man, what, what's coming. I mean, you know what? I don't know. Uh, nobody knows. God himself knows. And uh, that's it. And, well, some of these people that are planning some of this stuff may know. But it is it is divided, that's for sure. We're not, he didn't bring us all together. Grandpa Biden didn't get it done. He, it's kind of the opposite. He's, it's, just, it's just not happening. Okay, so speaking of all that, so I saw another a news story this morning from Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis used to be a Trump attorney. And then somewhere along the way, they got into it. And now she's not a Trump fan and he's not a Jenna fan. And anyway, that's beside the point. So Jesse Waters, so she asked, what do you think of Jesse Waters assessment? Jesse Waters, as you know, the Fox guy came out with a story, a theory, a terrifying theory. And this would go along with. See, I said theory, not Siri. Now be quiet. My phone just keeps, she's getting so excited today. See, every time I say theory, there she goes. <laughs> she, she doesn't understand me. Anyway, uh, on Thursday, so he's talking about this in his one of his shows. I, di I didn't see it, but it's a story here. Jesse Waters. Uh, he referred to the Colorado Supreme Court decision to keep Trump off the ballot. And he says, five years after the Civil War, pro-slavery Democrats filled the halls of Congress. Fifteen years later, 
pro-slavery Confederates actually flipped the House. 51 former Confederate soldiers or officials were elected into the office. Even the vice president of the Confederacy, Alexander Stevens, an arc-sessionist, landed a seat in Congress. How can this be? We've all been hearing how the Constitution bans insurrectionists from office. Remember the 14th Amendment and Donald J. Trump and all this? How would Confederate soldiers be allowed to, to serve in the government but not Donald J. Trump? Well, it turns out Congress eviscerated the 14th Amendment 150 years ago because President Ulysses S. Grant believed national unity and reconciliation after the Civil War was more important than holding a grudge. This law has been allowed to out and has been sitting on the back burner for years until, well, you guessed it, Donald Trump came along. Every time Trump's been arrested, he becomes more powerful in the eyes of the voters. What's going to happen when they take him off the ballot? They're turning Trump into the greatest political underdog in America's history. This is what Jesse Waters is laying out there. They say they're protecting us from danger, but Donald Trump's not a danger for us. He's a danger for them, right? We know that. And Americans are starting to ask themselves why. It feels like the left wants violence because that's where this is going. So he's, he's, he's laying out a case here, basically, for what happened on January 6th. That whole thing, they played the MAGA people. They played them. The Democrats, the FBI, whoever else was involved, they played the MAGA people, and they won. They, they beat them. I mean, these people, this is what you got to know who you're dealing with here, man. I mean, these people are dark and evil and they got played up there on, on the, on the, all the people that went to see Trump speak at a big rally and the whole hood of how to, how to, it was a big, I mean, it, it was at a fever pitch, man. People were like, we got cheated. Things, this is not right. There's a rally. Trump is speaking. People are there. We're mad. We're going to, we got to stop the vote or whatever. And so, and then there's people in the crowd. Now we're learning later. Now Liz Cheney didn't figure this out <laughs> when Adam was his name. Kinsinger, but it was a setup. Okay. It was a damn setup. And now he's laying this out. They're doing this again. These Democrats, these people that are, yeah, I'm telling you, man, they're behind the scenes. These unelected bureaucrats having these meetings in the dark rooms. They're trying to lay it out there so that there's this violence on the right and the MAGA people. Even this, this article says even uh, former speaker, Newt Gingrich, had a similar prediction when he spoke to Fox News host Laura Ingram. I don't have that clip. Probably could find it, but no. Uh, he, he said uh, about the 24 election, the Ingram angle, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think this is potentially catastrophic. 1.3 million Coloradans voted for Trump in the last election. Four lawyers want to block him from being on the ballot. This means basically for every 340,000 Coloradans who voted for Trump, one lawyer is stopping them. That's a level of establishment arrogance that is not sustainable. The last great effort like this was the 10 states that refused to put Abraham Lincoln on the ballot in 1860. The American people are not going to tolerate, and I hope the Supreme Court fully understands the American people are not going to tolerate being told that they are not allowed to have a choice for who they want to have as president. He goes on to say, I mean, look at what has happened to America with this open border. That in and of itself is its own type of insurrection against sovereignty, against the rule of law. 
So is this not a natural reaction if this is the precedent they set? Yes, said the former speaker. Look, Biden's illegal immigration policy, which leads to Biden's illegal immigrants, is a disaster. And it's deliberate. It's not that there's a failure at the border. There is a deliberate policy on the border to maximize the number of people who come in. Well, no, where's my button here? <laughs> where's the cheater lock? It's a deliberate policy. The next stage will be for the left to demand that they be allowed to vote, even though they are highly, they are here illegally. You can see the whole process. And that's why we are, I think, moving dangerously close to a really genuine confrontation over the very nature of America. And that's, that's Gingrich predict, predicting that stuff. And now Jesse Waters, you know, picking up on that stuff. And so what say you? I mean, I, you've heard it probably in circles. Just the term civil war. I heard it this week in, you know, in Christmas family discussions. It came up somewhere about civil war. Have you not heard that in some of you circles out there? But yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're baiting us. Baiting. Stirring. Trying to make it happen. <sighs> All right. So what do we got here? Tony has got us. She, she, she wrote a book here. Let's see what she says. Attention FBI. Can't implies you do not. You do not. You do not have the ability to do something. Won't implies you are choosing not to do something, whether or not you have the ability. Therefore, the first relates to your skill, capacity, or talent. The second is the expression of a personal choice or decision. Is the FBI admitting their abilities are not skilled enough? Two words for you by Donald J. You're fired. You're fired. We should fire the FBI. I mean, seriously, what are they doing? I mean, I guess there's probably some good things. They're probably thwarting some stuff that we don't know about. And, and no doubt there's good things they're doing. I, I'm sure of that, surely. But I don't know that it's outweighing the bad stuff. I mean, and see, we watched the movie last night, and that's where the FBI was created, to, to go down and check out the, uh, the Osage and figure out what's happening over all the murders and stuff. Okay. And now what are you doing? You're a wing of the D of the democratic party. You, you have been weaponized. It's, it's a disaster. It's, it is a shame what's happening with our, with our, you know, three letter institutions. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony, for that. Thank you very much. What else is in the news? Speaking of Colorado, where is it? Get rid of this ad right here. Where is it? Here's the Colorado governor. What a buffoon this guy is. He is, uh, they, 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 look, they think it's funny. They absolutely are mocking us. And they just, they think it's absolutely hilarious. Where is my, where did I get that? I got that from off the, the New York post has a story and I got it from here. Now I can't find it, but I know the story. I was going to play it for you because it's, it's cringeworthy enough for you to hear the Colorado governor singing Felice Navidad. And I don't know where it is here. Let's see, looking quickly, and then I'm going to move on. Uh, 
Anyway, so there's a story here from the New York Post. Colorado Governor Jared Polis faces backlash for cringy Feliz Navidad rendition as a migrant crisis surges. Now, if you want to hear Feliz Navidad, I can sing it to you because I can do it because, uh, well, I can do it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But he did it. Now, and look, he just he just had a bunch of busloads. 16 busloads arrived in Denver of, of uh, illegals. And he's, he's, he's on this video grinning, laughing, and doing a, a goofy little dance. He can't sing and he's doing this deal and and he, he thinks it's cute and funny, evidently singing, well, you know, Merry Christmas in Spanish while these busloads of illegals are being, uh, you know, dropped off in the city of Denver and Denver can't handle, handle the homeless they got already. People are pissed in Colorado. <laughs> it didn't come across the way he thought it did, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. And so you got all these busloads. Here they come, and they can't handle who, what they got going already. People are not happy. It's culture, cultural appropriation to pander in this manner, somebody commented. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think it's like these Democratic folks, like this Yahoo in Colorado, it's a joke. They're laughing their ass off about this whole immigration deal because they know or they're hoping anyway, the plan is to turn all these people into Democratic voters by the millions, okay? That's what's coming in, millions. Millions of new Democratic voters. Woo, what could be better than that if you're a Democrat in politics? And so they're just laughing, you know, just grinning. Come on in. That's what they're doing. They're mocking the rest of us. They're mocking the whole deal. They think it's funny. Come on in. We sing it in your own language. Come on. Not that half, none of them are even Mexican anymore. They're all coming in from all the other countries. That's what they're doing. They're laughing at it. They think it's a joke. They're mocking you and I about this whole thing about immigration. Yeah, we'll get at it. We'll fix that deal. It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lankford's got him to the table, supposedly. I heard an interview last week. We finally got him to the table. You know, that's that's doing something. Okay, that's great. You know, what are they? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay, well, let's, let's have some meetings. We'll have some meetings, we'll talk about it, see what we can do. And then we'll have some more meetings about the last meeting that we had and see, you know, what we'll need to do next. Then we'll meet about that meeting. And then we'll have some meetings about some future meetings as we're discussing the meetings of the past meetings. And then, you know, we'll see what we can do about the crisis as they, as they pour over by the millions. That's, that's what's happening. They're mocking you and laughing at you and they think it's just a big ass joke. And it's just sad, really sad what the Democrats are doing to the country. This is destroying the country. I hope you Democrats that are listening, both of you are outraged by what your party's doing. I, I really do. I mean, surely you, you, you're not good with that. 831. We've played no commercials. We must do it. We shall return. 833 on a Tuesday, December 26th. How you doing out there? Speaking of rock and roll. I saw an interview over the weekend with uh, Bill Maher and John Cougar Mellencamp. Now, I was a John Cougar Mellencamp fan growing up. I mean, I liked his stuff. I really did like his music. 
Thought it was good. I enjoyed him. We play him on our station all the time. Oh, commercial for Neil's, Mom said. I know. I know the fat man has already come to Neil's and they already did the pictures. I just haven't produced a new commercial yet. Okay. But you can still go out to Neil's and buy, buy furniture. They still have some for sale and I'm sure they'll make you a deal. <laughs> I'll get right on that mom. I promise today I'm going to fix it. Okay. No more Santa Claus commercials. Those days are over until, until they're not until next year. Okay. 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 All right. I had to check on David because we didn't get the David text this morning and I got nervous. I had to check on him. He's like, oh man, I was asleep. <laughs> Wake up, boy. It's we're doing a show. I mean, I look, I'm I'm here. I got my I'm out of bed and I'm here. You need to be present. Now, tighten up your game. Anyway, John Mellencamp, he he was on this Bill Marsh podcast or whatever it was. Do you know how much of a communist John Cougar is? Mellencamp, whatever his name is. He's a communist. He's a complete communist. What a disgrace. What a letdown. When you know you find somebody you like and then you realize how stupid they really are. I mean, he, he, he thinks literally only one or two percent of people of black people have it better today than they did during slavery. He says that. He's talking about from the cotton fields to the playing fields. He had a song, I guess he never recorded. He talked something about the cotton fields to the to the playing fields. <laughs> And Bill Maher's like, I don't know. I think the playing fields are probably better than the cotton fields. When they're making millions out there. I think they're doing pretty good. I mean, he, he he's positing the idea that only 1% or 2% of blacks have it better now than during the slavery days. And he's talking about, he even asked Bill Maher, he said, have you read the Communist Manifesto? And Bill's like, no, I have no need to. It's, I know what it already says. I want your stuff. Your stuff needs to be my stuff. And Cougar's like, no, no, no. It's, yeah. Like, it's really a good thing. Like, it's, you know, you really should. Re Literally, the Communist Manifesto. John Cougar, Madeline Camp. Have you read it? It's pretty good. You should take it. You can make it. That's what happens to these Hollywood types. I mean, I know he's, he's not Hollywood, but he's, he's you know, in this, the entertainment industry people. My God, man, they're just, they're so gone. Like, they're so, what are they, was it, was it the drugs? The culture, what was it? They just took these people off of, you know what I'm saying? Common sense. There's just none. Common sense. You should read the manifesto. It's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Shut the hell up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. Where are we? What else? I didn't want to do that. What did, what did I just do? I pulled this tab down here. It needs to go back there. I wanted to see this. I didn't get to read uh, Senator Rand Paul's Festivus grievances this year. Here they are. Is this it? I want to read this. Have you read them? I want to see what all we're spending money on. He does this every year. There it is. Let's see. Transgender monkeys. What do we got here? <laughs> The annual airing of spending grievances, Festivus, science experiments on transgender monkeys to $38 million in COVID payments to dead people. That's your government right there. Let's see. Where is the, is there a list? I'm looking for the list here. What is this? What is this? What is this? Rainbow grievances. We spent, uh, let's see, the National Institutes of Health, 
to house, feed, and look after monkeys in South Carolina who are then sent to labs for medical research, $33 million. We sent $6 million to uh, promote tourism in Egypt. <laughs> really? The U.S. Agency for International Development. $6 million. Okay. Uh, we spent $8,300 on a lobster tank for the Defense Department. Study lobsters, I guess. Uh, we have uh, $477,000 spent by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases in study of HIV in transgender monkeys. Who knew? <laughs> and $200 million spent by the uh, Small Business Administration in COVID relief to major music acts and these touring companies, including Post Malone, Chris Brown, Steve Aoki, and Smashing Pumpkins. $200 million. What else? There's the transgender monkey. There's the lobsters. Pictures. I don't want pictures. I want details, man. That's that's, that's just wild, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Doesn't Langford, he's doing that now too, I think. Um, billion. What else we got in this list? I'm trying to see. That's just, that's just, uh, that's wild, man. It's so unbelievable. Our government, how, how, did, how does this work? I mean, seriously, how, how do they get away with this kind of stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, I have no idea how they can get away with this kind of stuff. It just, it's just bizarre to me. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, how, 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 and how, how about this? Here's a story right here. So, Remember the balloon that came across the United States, the Chinese balloon? Remember that one? Flying across the United States. Well, the Biden administration reportedly planned to keep that uh, all a secret from you and I and Congress until people started seeing it flying over Montana. <laughs> the public, like, what the, what is that? And before it was spotted publicly, the, the intention was to study it, let it pass over, not tell anyone about it. According to a former senior U.S. official briefed on the incident, they told NBC News this last week. That's right. Then Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley, the top-ranking White House military advisor, was informed about the balloon in late January, about 10 days after the U.S. intelligence officials began tracking it. At that point, the object had entered U.S. airspace in Alaska, and it set off an eight-day challenge inside the Biden administration about how to handle the balloon. What do we do? How do we how do we address this deal? What do we do? What do we do? One Biden administration official said, "No, we we never meant meant to keep that secret. We were just figuring it out, trying to have it study it and stuff, whatnot." I I know who I believe. The balloon sparked a national outrage after a local Montana paper published photos of the balloon. There it is. What is this? Oh, it's just China spying on us in our military base. There's nothing to see here. Move on. God, what, what, remember that whole deal? Remember that? How could you forget? Of course you remember it. it, it it's, it's just the administration we have now that are that – are, over in the Middle East, they're bombing the hell out of our military bases, you know? They're, they're all those rockets coming in by the hundreds. 
And what are we, we've, we've struck back twice. That's all I've heard of. Now, if there's been more than that, I haven't heard of it. I've heard of two retaliations, two. And spy balloons flying across and just, you know, shoot them down out there over the Atlantic after it's already done all the deed. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just mockery. It's sickening. What is it? You know, it's how we put up with this stuff. I don't know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What do we have? What is this? I don't even know what that is. Moving on. Moving. What is this? Is this a story? It's not a story. That's, that's, that's supposed to be up there. It's down here. I'm getting everything confused, lost, and tracked around. What time is it? Anybody know? 842 is our time. Okay. Well, what is this? That's, um, let me just go here. Let's go back over here. Get this. Golly, my computer is having a time with me right now. Stop it. Would you? I am in the middle of a radio show. Do you not know this? Okay. Oh, nope. Nope. Go back. Let go. It's my mouse is what it is. Every day. It's something new. I know it's not me. Come back. There you go. Now stop. All right. We got, you got, you guys are texting. I got to go see what you're saying over here. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are we saying? We got, wait, stop it. My gosh, mouse. Democrats are going to allow illegals to join military, then turn them on us, says uh, a, a listener. Well, you know, already that we talked about this briefly last week, but not in, not in depth, that the Los Angeles Police Department is now graduating in the police force in L.A., a non-citizen of the United States of America. What's next? The military will do it as well. Yes. That, that's right. So, and the military will, will, will be particularly looking for the transgender illegals coming. That's, that's who they really want. I saw a video this week, some, some lady general who's just talking about how we've got to, you know, support the LGBTQ plus SR, you know, compute, ABCD, XYZ, and, and really got to support them. And, 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 and it's just, it's, we got we got to have men here. We got, you know, readiness, transgender, uh, all the stuff. So important to military readiness is, you know, keeping the LGBT people happy, give them surgeries and may, let them confirm who they are. All this craziness going on. So I, I believe you're right. Pharaoh, that's coming. That is coming. That is coming. Uh, what else? Tony says a reality TV show should be created where these celebrities, social political principles should be tried out on them with their real assets on the line and their beliefs to be proven out. Think communism will make the cut now, John Cougar. That is such a great idea. That is such a brilliant idea, Tony. That's why you made great school grades in school. I'm sure you did. A's, straight A's in Sayre High School because you're smart like that. Think about that. What a great idea for a TV show. All these, these Hollywood types, all these ones that are like, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving out of the country. Well, just leave now. Like, that is the most bizarre thing to me. Like, that's some sort of threat. I, I mean, I see it all the time. Now AOC is threatening to leave, and and who else? Uh, what's her name? The blonde. She was in a movie. You know what I'm talking about? 
Lady Gaga. Thank you, Brooks. Pulled that one out of my, my own. Lady Gaga threatening to leave the country if Trump gets elected. <laughs> okay. So, so that's, I'm, I'm, I'm threatened by that. I mean, are, are Democrats threatened by that or, or, or Republicans or, or Lady Gaga fans? I, I know they've got millions of followers that are a bunch of idiots, but I mean, is that really like a threat? Like, oh my gosh, we can't vote for Trump. They might leave the country. <laughs> I mean, isn't that bizarre and anybody else besides me? Like, who gives a damn? Just go. Like, I, Barbara Streisand, share. Nobody cares. Just leave already. You threatened that last time when he did get elected and you never left. You should have a t we should have a TV show. I absolutely, I think we should do it, man. Queers for Pal queers for Palestine and queers for ha Hamas. We just send them over there with some video cameras, body body cams. Send them to Gaza right now. See how it goes. Just hang out and and. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, thank you, Vicky. That's why she said they said that for the first time. They're still here. I know it. It's so dumb. All right, Marshila's chiming in. I'm listening. Happy day after Christmas, you too. Please encourage us to pray for our nation as you tell us about the crazy people and the things going on. Our prayers have power to change things. That's a good word, Marshila. That's true. And I, I should encourage more prayer for for the country. I, I really should. And, and, and that's good. I absolutely believe that. And I, I know, I know personally, I'm praying for the hostages in Israel that God would move and release those hostages. I, I just can't even imagine what's going on there. And pray for the victory of Israel and, and to defeat their enemies and for our country I, I, I do it just as a whole, but, and I encourage you to do the same. Hey, look, it's, you know, God is God. God is in the control. God is ruler and in control and he loves you and me. And he, and he does want us to pray and get in touch. And, and I think you're right. And that's a good word, Marshall. We need to be praying for, for this country of ours. We have a great country. Do we not? I mean, it's a fantastic country. It's the best, it's the best thing going. And it's under attack from within. I, I'm not worried about China, quite frankly, and Russia and North Korea. I'm just not. And I may be, I should be. I'm more worried about us, quite frankly. I, that's who I'm worried about. I'm worried about us. I think we're being destroyed from within. And it's our own fault, and we're doing it. We're setting our own house on fire while we're all still in it. That's what worries me. And so we need to pray for wisdom for our rulers and God sets up kings and God takes kings out. Now that's just Bible. You may not like it, but it is Bible. <laughs> and and we should pray for our authorities. That's also in the Bible. Pray they get taken out of office. <laughs> the good the good ones get put in. So so absolutely. Don't ever forget prayer does work prayers and prayer. Well, one of the best things about prayer really is not just the petitioning, but it's, it's getting you in a conversation with God, which is awesome. What we need to be doing more, right? Talking to the Lord. Come on. Hey, ha. anyway, don't get me started. Don't get me started preaching now. I was going to be a preacher one time. I thought about it. Can you believe that? 
Shocking, I know. Some people are like, I just can't believe it, Brewer. No way. It's true. I thought about it. I, I did preach a few times in my day. I filled in for the old pastor when he couldn't make it. Here's a guy that tweeted this out. Abe Greenwald. Listen to this. Talking about Gaza in the, uh, listen to this. Gaza is precisely what the Western left says that it hates. Listen to this. Gaza is racist, sexist, homophobic, militaristic, anti-democratic, kleptocratic, dogmatically religious police state, and oppressors. That's what, that is Gaza, right? That is who Gaza is. All those things I just mentioned. And yet, the Western left loves that place more than any place in the world right now. Chanting and screaming and waving the flags of the Palestinians and Gaza and how great and oh my gosh, the oppression that these poor people are feeling. Yet, in Gaza, before all this happened, what are they doing? They're throwing homos off the top of buildings over there. Racist, sexist, misogynistic. We didn't even put that in the list. Everything that the Democrats claim they hate. Yet when it comes to, to against the Jews, uh, well, poor Palestinian Gazans over there being mistreated and slaughtered. Just got to let that one sink in for a moment. Like, but I thought, no. And, and, and the people in Gaza, it's like, yeah, Brooks, but what about the innocent, innocent Palestinians? And the, uh, they, they love this. They, they, wanted, they celebrated October 7th in Gaza and in the West Bank. They were celebrating this stuff. That's who they are. They've been, they've been brainwashed from ground up to hate the Jews and love you know, any kind of pillage of the Jews and murder and slaughter. That's what happened. And they love it. And they, they're, they're, that's just how they think. So that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. You guys got any New Year's resolutions coming up? I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of planning on it right now. Mm -hmm. I came across this this morning. It's simple, but it's good. When you want different for yourself, you have to start moving different. It should say differently, actually. I knew that because I like, I'm better at English than I am at math. But here's the best part of this whole saying. Old keys don't unlock new doors. Huh? That's a pretty good night there. Old keys don't unlock new doors. Brewer, if you want to lose weight, and you do, and you should, and you can't unlock that door with the old key, man. You got to get out of bed and start moving, okay, physically. And I'm, I'm thinking about that real hard. My New Year's resolutions. What am I going to do? How, how, how am I going to do it? I'm going to have to get up early because there's just there's just no time in the afternoon to do it. And by the end of the day, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm just ready to chill. I don't want to work out at the end of the day. I don't want to get up in the morning to do it. But I'm going to have to pick one of those. And I, I know it's going to be the morning. It's going to have to be 6 a.m., roll out, and do something. I bought an app. I spent $60. I kid you not. This is a true story. I'm telling myself, I spent $57 on an app, an exercise app, to do it at home, okay? I did it. <laughs> I did one day. 
house. Uh, I did one day. I, I, I Bluetoothed it up to my TV. I mean, I, it was great. And here it was. I was in the bedroom and I, and I got it on the TV. Look at me and I'm doing the thing. And it was 18 minutes. I catch nothing. It wasn't very hard. One day. And that's the last time. I've never, I haven't cracked it open since. That's terrible. Brewer, you can't unlock new doors with an old set of keys. You're going to have to. Do something different. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm unlocking some new doors. I just haven't figured out what doors I'm going to unlock yet, but I know that's one of them. I am going to get uh, physically in shape if it's the last thing I, I do, and it probably will be the last thing. But I, I'm, I'm determined. I've got to do it, not just so I can look good for the bride, you know, but so I stay healthy. I want to live long and healthy life, don't you? Absolutely. All right. What do we got? A couple of minutes left to go here. Let me see. Anybody chiming in? Let me see. I got something here. Somebody's coming in. What's she saying? Vicky said, let your smile change the world. Don't let the world change your smile. There's Snoopy. Thank you, Vicky. She's, she's the meme lady. You got more memes than anybody ever seen in my life. Let's call you the meme lady. Um, well, let's see, man. We'll talk about it. Have you guys read any good books lately while we're talking about stuff like this? I, I am now reading Ernest Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls. I've been reading some classics lately. I'm kind of getting into the old classics. Now, I've always read just business books and spiritual books and self-help books my whole life. That's all I've ever read. I thought I just need stuff to improve me, and which needs a lot of improvement, trust me. And I haven't read any of the classics my whole life. And now I've been reading the classics like I read the Charter House of Parma, and I read Crime and Punishment, and Dostoevsky, and Stendhal, and now I'm reading Otis Hemingway, and I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good stuff. But I miss reading the business books, the, the, the old self-improved types. And so I'm looking at some of the best 15 books of 2023 from Disrupt TV. Take command, move fast, and fix things. Never enough. The experience mindset. Becoming coachable. Deliberate calm. How to learn and lead in a violent world or volatile world. Excuse me. Anyway, all this stuff. The power of money. I, and I, I like all that stuff too. I, I just, have y'all, you got any books that I need to read for 24? Anybody got to throw it out there if you got something. All right, so here's, let me see, is there more bad news? We got any more bad news? Anybody? Yeah, we got some bad news right here. The, so when Biden was elected, Iran's nuclear program was in a box. Remember that? Remember Trump pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal? They hadn't enriched 5% of, of uh, uh, what is it? Uranium? What is it? Plutonium? <laughs> Uranium? It wasn't even up to 5% enriched back in the day. Now? Since, since the Biden administration has come along, they're claiming, the, the Atomic Energy Agency claimed on Tuesday to Reuters that the Iranians have enriched up to 60% purity, close to weapons-grade uranium. Uranium, Iranians. Uranium, Iranians. 60% purity, close to weapons-grade, under the Biden administration. I'm telling you, they're doing it on purpose. They hate Israel. They hate the West. They hate themselves. They hate you and I, of course, and they're just burning it all down as fast as they can. Let's give Iran some nuclear weapons. 
Let them build them. Let's take off the sanctions. Let's just let them go. And Israel's not going to allow that to happen. I promise you that. It ain't going to happen. Mom says, I need to read Atlas Shrugged. I know. I need to read that. I, I've heard that all my life. And I haven't read that one. I have read, you know, 1984. And I have read Brave New World. But I don't think I've read Atlas Shrugged. So, okay. I'll put that on the list. Thank you, mother. See anybody else got anything? I got some text here. Let me see. What have I got here? What is this? Have you read Steinbeck's Adventures with Charlie? I have not. I have not read that. But thanks for for asking. All right. Some. Oh, here's a good one. Social Justice Fallacies by Thomas Sowell. Said one of the listeners. I want to tell you what. Thomas Sowell is one of my favorite dudes. Like, that guy is so freaking smart. Here's a quote from him right here. I had it right on my screen. Here's Thomas Sowell this morning. The most fundamental fact about the ideas of the political left is that they do not work. Therefore, we should not be surprised to find the left con concentrated in institutions where ideas do not have to work in order to survive, like academia. See? Or the Department of Justice, for that matter, or any of those other departments of injustice. If, if, if think about how brilliant that is. They they don't work, and so these people are concentrated in places where their ideas don't have to work to survive. They don't have to work. Just put them out there, like the Communist Manifesto, or socialism, or socialism, democratic socialism, and all this other BS. Just Throw it out there in academia and then poison the minds of the kids. And then we'll, we'll go out there and then we'll find out it doesn't work. That, that is just brilliant. And thank you for that. I, I, I do. I think Thomas Sowell is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, man. I think it's fantastic. Look, look, look at the clock. Good night. We're out of time, people. Out of time. I know. It's been fun. It's been real. I'm glad to be back with you. But we got to go. We're going we're gonna to turn it over to Tricia on Tradio. Hopefully she's standing by at the ready. I, I'll bet she is. You guys have a good Tuesday. And we're going to come back and do this show again tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, right here on The Brew. Y'all have a good one.